Hey, what is up? Welcome to Remote Coaches Podcast. Just got back from Canada last week, had an amazing trip out there, went to see some friends, Dave and Lucy, the founders of Unipro, and um, the owners of the Audience and Influence Group on Facebook. They're probably the best Facebook marketers I know in the world. Spent some time out there skiing, Whistler, hiking mountains and uh, doing some biking and eating a lot of good food, including some pancakes, brought back some amazing maple syrup. I was chatting to those guys whilst I was out there and because they're so um, in the loop with what's happening with Facebook and how to leverage it to build a business, we got into a great discussion about the future of Facebook. I want to share that with you before we get into the main topic today. So we were speaking about where we think Facebook is going to go in the next 12, 18, 24 months. And there's been some changes lately with Facebook. They've introduced the professional mode last year and rolled that out across um, pretty much um, every part of the world. But what they've also started to introduce is monetization schemes for content uh, creators. So essentially what that means is if you have a certain amount of followers, and you're creating content that's getting a certain amount of views, then you can monetize that content and make very good money from it. And so what does this mean for you, for me, for everyone that's trying to build a business through Facebook, is if content creators can make money on the platform, it means that they're going to consider coming to the platform to create content to create money. Because typically people are creating money from YouTube, from TikTok, from Instagram, but if Facebook turns out to be more profitable for them to create content, then they're going to invest more time in creating content on Facebook. And with those content creators, if they come, which we anticipate they will, they're going to bring their audiences with them and build and engage new audiences on Facebook. And so what we all agreed and what we predict is there's going to be more Facebook accounts being created, more uh, users actively using the platform, and then an activity search, which is great news for anyone that's using Facebook like us, like Dave, like Lucy. And especially if you're working with people sort of in the 30 plus age group or age bracket, because those types of people are on Facebook and they're using the platform. And this is going to give them a bigger reason to log in and use the platform because there's now going to be a lot of content creators coming to the platform to create amazing content. And if there's amazing content, then people are going to want to stick around and, and view that content. So a little bit of an update there on Facebook. All good news. The future of Facebook looks bright. Um, not that it went anywhere, but I think there's going to be a massive resurgence uh, towards the end of this year going into next year. Now, what we're going to be discussing today is basically onboarding a new online fitness client. The step-by-step -step process. A lot of people have asked me about this. What does it look like? And so this is not something you'll need if you're selling something under, say, £100 or $100. But if you're wanting to sell a premium service and a high-ticket coaching program, this is for you, essentially. And this process will help you identify the key info you need to get clarity, cement that relationship, and deliver a service to match the price point that you're charging, whether that's uh, five, six, seven hundred, a thousand pounds for a 12-week program, or maybe even more like some of our clients are charging. So how does this work? Let's just start with the funneling process to onboarding a client. Typically, you're going to be creating social media content to create engagement, to get into a messenger conversation. You're going to book a call. You're going to take them through um, a process. 
And what you do on that call will depend on the type of audience that you're working with and what process that you're following. If you dig into the remote coaches archives, maybe some of the earlier lessons, uh, sorry, earlier podcasts, you'll hear me talk about sales and positioning of sales. Definitely check that out, but I'm not gonna get into it in this particular episode. But you do your call, you take payment, and then basically the onboarding process will begin. So social media post, engagement, message, call, take payment, and then the onboarding process will begin. And that's where we're gonna basically take this particular podcast today. We're gonna talk about that onboarding process step by step, okay? So immediately after taking payment, this is what I would recommend is if you've got software to do this and send things out automatically, great, like we do. If you don't, and you're maybe just starting out, then you do this manually. But essentially, once you take payment, I would be sending out a confirmation email. You can send a message. I suggest email. And in that email, you essentially just want to welcome someone on board. And um, I want to give you an idea of what that email could look like. So you'd simply just say, welcome on board. I'm really excited to begin working with you on your health and fitness goals. Here are your next steps. And essentially, you're going to then take them through some next steps. Now, those next steps are going to depend on what you're offering, how you've structured your program, what they're getting access to, etc. But in those next steps, I would imagine you would have some form of intake form. And this is basically where you're going to get your new client to submit some important information for an onboarding call. And then there's going to be basically an action to book a call once they've completed the intake form. And this is all going to be outlined in an email. And then if there's anything additional that you want them to access, maybe that's accessing your app or a app like Trainerize, Everfit, True Coach, etc., You'll give them instructions in the email, and then you can also wrap up that email with some accountability and expectations of how things are gonna work. But the big focus of this email is to get them onboarded, get that intake information, which we're gonna dive into in just one second, get them booked for that onboarding call, and then give them to access to anything that they need. So hopefully that's making sense so far. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna dive into basically what the client is gonna to need to do next in order to get onboarded, which is step one, is complete the intake form. Now, in terms of what you could create this on, you could do type form, or you could use Google uh, Forms. Google Forms is gonna be free, type form. I don't know if you can do one form for free and then if you need multiple forms, it costs you. Type form aesthetically looks better, but if you're just starting out and you wanna save on costs, you go for Google Forms and it's completely free. So I'm gonna dive into that and some typical things you'd see inside of one of these intake forms. So if you create on Google Forms, you can put in a little bit of a description at the top just to let people know what it's about and why it's important that they complete it. And then essentially you wanna collect some key info, name, email, phone number, so you know who it's from. You could put in um, mailing address as well. If you're sending out any welcome packs to your clients, then that's a useful thing to get. Uh, date of birth, because you may not know this, but also you may want their birthday so that you can maybe send them a birthday gift. Nice little touch. Again, we're talking about a premium service here, not a low ticket offer, which is why you do those things, right? And then you dive into part two, where you'd essentially get physical measurements. So think about the things that you need. Uh, it's probably going to be height, weight, um, arm measurements, chest measure measurements, waist, waist measurements, glutes, thighs, etc., etc. 
Then what I'd also get them to do at this stage is take some progress photos, um, front, side, back, so that you've got something as a starting point and as a reference point to show them their progress as time goes on. And then you can actually build that into the form for them to be able to upload those things. Um, the next part of this intake form would be a part queue, where essentially you get into some medical information, look if they uh, look at if they've got any injuries, etc., um, and just really identify if there's anything that you really need to be aware of when it comes to the process and when it comes to programming or nutrition, etc. And again, this is going to vary from client to client, coach to coach, depending on what you're doing, what you're offering, etc. Um, but essentially you want to be collecting the information that's going to make your job easy when it comes to coaching that client. Um, the next thing and the final part is the coaching agreement. Now you can also build this into your intake form where you basically outline um, some expectations and the the coaching agreement essentially, you know, and, and what they're committing to. If um, they need to rebook or cancel a call with you, the notice period, etc., and any of the T's and C's that you want to include in there to make sure that you're on the same page when it comes to the coaching relationship. At the bottom, you then have something like um, confirmation that they've read all of the above and they agree to the terms and then they submit that and you'll get either a notification if you're on type form or you'll have to look at the answers inside of Google Forms once you receive that. So that's the intake form process. The client would then, if they go back to the email, book a call with you and then you'd be able to jump on that onboarding call to essentially go through um, the next steps. And I wanna share with you what a typical onboarding call would look like. We actually do onboarding calls with everyone inside of RCA. So we follow a very similar process when someone joins RCA. They go through some initial steps, initial orientation, they fill out um, a form, I get some information, then we jump on an onboarding call. So this is the same process we follow with the RCA clients. Um, but I wanna share with you what it would look like for you uh, if you're working with a fitness or health client. So during the onboarding call, you'd essentially pull up their intake form and just go through each answer and just clarify and confirm. And then if there's anything that's unclear, this is your opportunity to go a little bit deeper. Okay, because typically people are going to fill those forms out pretty quickly. They're not necessarily going to give you the best responses. And there may be some things that you need to dive in deeper to make sure that you're getting the information you need and you're able to coach that client to the best of your ability. Um, you can ask for obviously further details on injuries, medical history, etc., etc. And then what I would do is I'd be taking notes on anything that you have identified and putting it on their file, maybe create a Google document and folder on Google Drive, and they're just making a note of those things. Or if you've got an app where you can store all this information, then definitely make a note of these things because it's gonna be useful for you going forward when it comes to the programming, um, training plans, nutrition, and coaching that you're gonna be doing with that client. What I'd also do is you're either gonna have some standardized steps that you're gonna give them next that you give to everyone that onboards with you, or you're gonna identify some quick wins on that call so then you can give them some custom steps. And you wanna basically give them one to two simple action items that they can complete straight after the call or the day after the call so they're moving in the right direction. And that then gives you a little bit of an opportunity to maybe put a program uh, together, um, edit maybe a template that you've already got, um, 
give them access to some nutrition support, uh, maybe leveraging a template and framework that you've already got, etc. But at least then they're leaving the call with some action items and then some clear expectations of what they're going to receive or what you're going to do next. And at that point, you obviously end the call, letting them know that if they've got any questions, they can obviously reach out, but you're going to be reaching out very shortly with some additional steps and things to do. And that's really what a typical onboarding process can look like if you're selling something um, that's more high ticket versus like a low ticket option where it's premium, where you're really taking them through a detailed process of getting um, all the information you need and setting them up for success, cementing that relationship with that new client. And then from there on out, you can do a couple of things. You could be meeting on a regular basis on a Zoom call, on a phone call, or simply doing like we also teach inside the academy, um, a loom check-in process on a weekly basis based on the data that you receive from those clients. Maybe that's something that I'll dive into on another episode of the podcast, but today that is what I wanted to cover and share with you because this has been a demanded topic. So if you found this useful, um, please hit that subscribe button, make sure you're following so you don't miss uh, the next episode and the one after that and all the other episodes that I've got planned for the rest of this year. And if you're interested in learning more about online coaching and these different elements to online coaching, there's 70 episodes here for you to get stuck into to find out more information, uh, get the wheels turning in the right direction. And if you need some additional support, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn.